Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. And the smoke. I have a tape recorder here in my hand. Now, nobody would think of doing that. The newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. And welcome back to the podcast. As I've said in previous episodes, one of the fascinating things about finding these archival nuggets at KCBS is the reality of stories that seem to repeat themselves. Drought. Kind of a fact of life in California. It seems we're always either in one, just coming out of one, or about to enter another one. But the one that lasted between 1986 and 1992 was a particularly bad one. In 1991 alone, state officials estimated the drought cost the state about a billion dollars just in losses to agriculture, uh, but also adding in increases in energy costs and damages to the environment. Now, that was a billion dollars in then dollars, more like $2 billion in today's dollars. It was in the winter of 1991 that KCBS ran a series of reports entitled Drought Watch, looking at what had already happened and what might be lying ahead for California. It's fascinating to look at the topics of those reports in the Drought Watch series, Things that sometimes uh, never did happen in the next 20 or 30 years. Things that did in some cases, like drip irrigation or advanced weather forecasting. The changes that have happened there are remarkable. Uh, There is talk of new approaches to water storage, some of the challenges to agriculture in general, and talk about urban water rationing. Many of these things are still issues today, 30 years later. The reporters in this series are Mike Sugarman, Jim Taylor, Barbara Taylor, Dave Padilla, Jerry Wilcox, Mike Colgan, Chris Cutter, and Paula Drake, all of them names from the past and present of KCBS. So this time around, we focus on the 1991 KCBS special report series, Drought Watch. Thirsty? Go grab a glass of water. Ah, hold it. Just a quarter of that glass, please. Still thirsty? Probably so. Want more? Forget it. When that glass is empty, the water's gone. That is California's water picture. People who wonder if California reservoirs are half empty or half full are all optimists, despite some recent storms. What they're doing is, is maintaining this at a pattern of about 20, 25 to 26% of normal. Doug Priest's phone is always ringing. He's head of the state drought center in Sacramento. After four years of drought, people had hoped the 1990-91 rainy season would be different. So far it has been. 
even worse. In California right now is, is probably as bad as, it, as it's ever been as far as any given uh, year. And California is looking at its worst five-year drought since the 1920s. Could this year still be salvaged? I don't know if, if we can get get really biblical about this, but I think we would almost need to be talking 40 days and 40 nights. And National Weather Service lead forecaster Jan Null isn't optimistic that will happen. But other things might. If you shower every day, you might have to do it every other day. And that expensive landscape you have might not survive. What we're talking about here is just a small part of the state's water use. Grab that glass again. Fill it four-fifths to the top. If that glass is all of California's water, this is the amount farmers use, 80%. How much they will be forced to cut back is a matter of bitter debate. What is not debatable is the severity of our situation. But how much longer can all this last? We really don't know. Is this the fifth year of a five-year drought, the fifth year of a six-year drought, the fifth year of a 20-year drought? Forecaster Jan Null says only Mother Nature knows, and she's not talking. Drought Watch, I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. Ask a five-year-old Californian what rain is, and maybe he'd be able to tell you. But he's seen it less than almost any other five-year-old in the state's history. Ask him about brushing your teeth, and he's likely to tell you to always turn off the tap. He has no doubt learned conservation after four years of drought. We are as dry as we have ever been. If we continue on the dry pace we are now, um, it will be the driest five-year period that we have ever had in the 142 years that records have been kept in San Francisco. Lead forecaster Jan Null of the National Weather Service doesn't see any silver linings because there just haven't been that many clouds. Officials had hoped after such a long drought, this rainy season would fill them with hope. It hasn't which means we are in for a long, hot summer, not to mention spring and fall. The Bay Area, for instance, uh, could very easily be in under rationing uh, patterns that would be up to 50% and maybe even higher. Doug Priest has a job that is secure for some time. He's head of the state's drought center in Sacramento. That kind of rationing means even more drastic measures than you're used to to save water at your home. Enjoy a shower every day? You may have to settle for one three times a week. That lawn that you planted, take a picture of it. Green lawns may be a sign of bad citizenship soon. Green fields, too, in California's heartland. The state's multi-billion dollar agriculture industry is in desperate shape. Farmers use 80% of the state's water, and how much they get cut is the subject of bitter debate. So when will it rain like normal again? Forecaster Jan Null asks, what's normal? Maybe all the, the past hundred and... Uh... 35 years have been wetter than normal, and now we're getting back to normal. And all the time, we keep adding more demands upon the same water. Maybe we're in the fifth year of a five-year drought. Maybe the fifth year of a 20-year drought. No one knows, and that's an unnerving thought as officials try to plan for the future. Drought Watch, I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. Let's take a walk on Santa Clara County's largest agricultural concern, Christopher Ranch in Gilroy, where Bill Christopher bristles at the bad rap that farmers are getting. I don't think agriculture is the bad guy. Um, they do use the, the main share of the water, but then that's the food for, that everybody's uh, eating, so I mean, it's, it's a necessity. And to call us the bad guys, is a, I think, is a little unfair, but 
the farmers uh, can find ways to cut back a little bit. One of those ways is to stop using these water-gushing sprinklers and start using a micro-irrigation system. That's a system that stays out in the field all the time uh, by tubing and we emit uh, real small amounts of water over longer periods of time so the, uh, the water that we actually put on the trees, uh, the roots absorb all that water and none just leaks through the soil that the, uh, that the roots might miss by uh, conventional irrigation. How much water do you save that way? We save about 40% we figure. And still, he's got a lot less water to work with. So there are acres and acres covered with miles of black plastic. We had a, a field here we grew some sweet basil for our pesto sauce and we put a plastic mulch over the ground uh, with a drip tape underneath and that way all of the, uh, the water is, uh, remains right in, the bend, right in the bed. None of it gets uh, even out to the atmosphere. So it, uh, it creates a little greenhouse effect keeping the, the beds warmer and moister throughout the whole crop. You're, you're really forced to look at, into creative ways to uh, save water. Yeah, creative ways as long as they're not too uh, cost prohibitive, that's all. The bottom line, after all, is the bottom line. For now, Christopher says the production line keeps moving and he is still making a profit. Drought Watch, Jim Taylor, KCBS News Radio. Are some very thirsty cows. It's a real big problem. Actually, we have some leftover feed left in the hills from last year with a little amount of rain we did have, but we aren't able to turn any cattle out because there's no water for them to drink out there this year. So actually, we're having to feed everything baled hay, and that we're going through about over 105, 110 bales a day. Which is not inexpensive. Chris Bianchi runs the Salachi feed barn in Gilroy. Her family's been in the cattle ranching business for generations, but how long they'll continue? Not much longer. A lot of guys are starting to sell cattle now this past few weeks, and I think it's just going to get worse. So that's going to put a lot more cattle on the market, so it's going to lower the price, actually. It is going down, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Water is so scarce here that ranchers are actually driving their cattle out of state to greener pastures. A lot of them have up into Oregon at this past year, and there's some people didn't bring their cattle back home. They're still up there, this, you know, for this winter, which a lot of them aren't used to the snow, but I guess they'll get used to it up there. Oh, that's pretty costly, huh? Yeah, because you got to pay the trucking costs to get them up there and then to bring them back, and it's not too cheap to do that. And should the drought continue for just one more year? we could be looking at the end of a way of life. Everybody, I think, is going to be in big trouble. I don't think we too many cattle left in this area if that happens because there's just no way to, to make any money at it. Drought Watch. Jim Taylor, KCBS News Radio. Water rationing is already a way of life for San Franciscans with 25% mandatory cutbacks in effect almost continuously since 1988. But now Hetch Hetchy General Manager Andy Moran says things are about to get really rough with users possibly told to do twice as much. Lawns are going to be a real luxury. Uh, it would be hard to sustain a lawn and uh, maintain that level of uh, conservation. Uh, there are some you know, simple things you can do in a household. If you take a shower every day, maybe you consider taking it every other day. Day. Using less water is just part of a three-pronged plan by the city of San Francisco to meet the demands of the drought. 
Studies are underway to explore the possibility of drilling wells around the city for irrigation. And recently, City Public Utilities General Manager Tom Elsey was given authority to buy as much as 20,000 acre-feet of water to supplement supplies from Hetch Hetchy, although the benefits of that are limited. I do not want to hold out the false hope that it will impact our overall rationing requirements because it is not that much water. It helps. But it, it certainly does not, you know, remove the need for a rationing program. Under San Francisco's rationing program, households are allotted 75 percent of the water they used in 1987 and fined for using more than that. Theoretically, but only theoretically, that adds up to 69 gallons a day per person. Not a lot of water when you consider a normal shower takes 25 gallons, a bath 36 gallons, and a load of wash 60 gallons. Outdoor watering alone eats up 10 gallons a minute. Still, Greg Tom from the San Francisco Water Department insists 50% conservation is possible. We're going to have to do better because we're not going to have a choice. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it is achievable. It's, we're not talking about people going without the basic necessities, but we're talking about a very uh, prudent use of uh, the water that they do have. And the water shortage in San Francisco has a ripple effect down the peninsula, where water districts depend on the city for their supplies and are subjected to the same cutbacks and conservation measures. Drought Watch, I'm Barbara Taylor, KCBS News Radio. The recent rains in Contra Costa won't change what's coming for more than 400,000 water customers who are already voluntarily cutting back on their water use. Mandatory rationing appears to be on its way. The water uh, situation is critical in our area. It is critical to the point that in this fifth year drought, uh, chances of surviving without rationing are, are very minimal. Contra Costa Water District General Manager Ed Siegmiller says the Delta, the main water source for most residents of East and Central County, had its water allocation reduced by 25% last year by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, which provides fresh water for the Delta. Tomorrow, Bureau officials will announce further reductions of at least 25% or more. And Siegmiller says that will mean mandatory cutbacks and other restrictions for customers. But some customers, like Janet Venturino of Concord, have already gotten into the habit of conserving water. Instead of running the water until it gets hot, I fill up the watering can and use that for watering plants. And we don't, we try to take shorter showers and, and um, don't keep the water running when we're washing our face or brushing our teeth. The anticipated cutbacks for the Delta will not only result in less water for customers, but possibly a change in water quality. When fresh water supplies are low, salt levels tend to rise in the delta, and that can send salty-tasting water through the tap. Nonetheless, the Water District's Board of Directors is expected to officially adopt a rationing plan next month, and one county water customer, a veteran of the Dust Bowl period of the 1930s, says whatever restrictions are imposed, people will survive. I think everybody is able to adjust if it's necessary. Drought Watch. I'm Dave Padilla, KCBS News Radio. It's ominous. Normally at this time of year, reservoirs in the East Bay Municipal Utility District are filling. Instead, they are dropping day by day. The runoff today, the natural runoff in the McKellamney River, which we depend on, was five cubic feet per second. 
just by comparison, in that big storm of 1986, we were running 29,000 cubic feet per second. East Bay Mud spokesman Gail Montgomery. We've lost January. We've only picked up about uh, an inch and a half since the beginning of the year. We would have to get 40 inches of rainfall in the Sierra, or rainfall equivalent, to have a normal year. And that's just not not feasible. Walter Bishop, EBMUD's acting general manager, says the worst case scenario would be the current weather pattern continuing through April. Which would require us to take uh, what we call draconian measures of conservation above 25 percent conservation mandated for our customers and the potential to have to blend and use additional sources out of the delta. That's the worst case. That would be a runoff in the 100,000 acre foot range compared to 790 normal. Uh, the best case for us right now would just be return to some form of a normal weather pattern. Of course, if you'll remember February of 1986, you know that Mother Nature may yet surprise us. We got a, a whole season's worth in 11 days. So uh, we do have those kinds of uh, storms, but we can't plan on it. No, and what East Bay mud customers should plan for, if the drought continues, is 25% water rationing, losing much of the landscaping, and say goodbye to that good-tasting drinking water. We never know the worth of water till the well runs dry. Old English proverb. Drought Watch, Jerry Wilcox, KCBS News Radio. We're going to have to provide some safety factor. Our problem. I mean, this, uh, we're gonna, how are we going to do that, Ron? I mean, this is catastrophic. I, <laughs> I guess I knew this coming in, and it just, sure. every time you look at it, uh, but this spells disaster for this county. And Directors of the Santa Clara Valley Water District are becoming increasingly concerned over the continuing drop in the amount of water in the underground storage basin. Director Joe Judge paints a grim picture. According to the plan that we have in place right now for 91. We're going to use we're going to use 90,000 acre feet of water that we've stored in our underground. After we use that, our underground is then bankrupt. We cannot we cannot use any more because we will then endanger the infrastructure of Santa Clara County. The land will begin to sink. Judge says if the state goes ahead with its plan to reduce water supplies to local districts by 85 percent. 35% rationing will likely be imposed on residential customers in Santa Clara County. In order to achieve that, people are going to have to give up all outdoor watering. For, for all intents and purposes, they're just going to have to give it up. They're going to have to brown out the lawns. We'll start to lose trees. It's, uh, it's, extreme, it's extremely serious. But Dick Balaco of San Jose Water Company, which serves a population of about 750,000, says the higher rationing levels being talked about aren't as drastic as they might sound. He says on average, a person would have to reduce their daily water use by only about 25 gallons to meet the more stringent rationing levels. 25 gallons is either approximately either one less shower per day or approximately uh, four less toilet flushes per day or one, uh, dish one full dish load uh, in the automatic dishwasher per day. Water district officials, meanwhile, are making a last-ditch effort to buy surplus water from other agencies around the state. Drought Watch, Mike Colgan, KCBS News Radio.
With storms like the one we had a couple of weeks ago, few and far between, water officials here are getting a little touchy about just what their next move should be. I'm not so sure, but what, what is it that you expect that the state is going to do for you if they don't have the water supply if we go up there and start beating them on the head? Right. Well, Santa Clara Valley Water District Director Joe Judge wasn't too happy after being told that the district can only expect to get 15% of the water that it normally gets from the state. Silicon Valley is probably 10% of, uh, of, the, of the California economy. Silicon Valley is essential to uh, our war effort in the Gulf right now. I mean, this, is not, this is not something that can be toyed with or something that can be taken lightly. It's something that needs to be looked at very, very closely. San Jose Water Company manager Dick Balanco, meanwhile, thinks what needs to be examined more closely is the idea being floated by the state to limit each household to 300 gallons a day. He says such a proposal is not only unenforceable, but unfair. Let me give you an example. If you have a, a, a single individual leaving, living in a condominium with 300 gallons per day as his allotment, he can take all the showers he wants. He's not going to have to make any effort for water conservation reduction. When you use an allocation method, everybody has to make an effort to reduce because everybody is given a reduction number. So everybody has to pitch in and do it. It's a more equitable way for everybody to participate. With less than a year's supply left in the underground storage, district officials are thinking about going to 30 or 35% rationing this summer. Drought watch. Mike Hogan, KCBS News Radio. The sign from the Marin Water Company said, Use water very carefully and savingly for the next 60 days. That sign was posted back in 1873. And now in February of 1991, San Rafael resident Barbara Shipman is getting ready to heed the warnings which first started in Marin 118 years ago. The best I could do with two flushes, one bath and one washing machine load in five days and being very careful of the water used to wash the dishes and vegetables, uh, 37 gallons was the best I could do. And that is just 13 gallons under the new water limit of 50 gallons per day per person, which goes into effect March 1st. The president of the Marin Municipal Water Board is Chip Ray. We went through this before, you know, in 76, 77, and I never heard of any families moving out or families being hurt. They can water bank, they can go to Tahoe for the weekend. <laughs> There's a lot of things that they can do. But one group that's bound to be hurt, Marin Landscapers. Lebo Newman is the president of the Redwood Landscapers Association. I mean, we've got uh, 300 contractors and landscapers in the industry around here. That's probably... 3,000 to 4,000 employees, and it's an industry of 24 to 25 million just here locally in new work alone. That's not to even count the landscape investment that may be lost by the loss of all this water. For some people in Marin, the backyard pool or spa is practically a way of life. And Louise Souza of Fairfax says no matter what happens during the drought, she's going to keep on using her swimming pool. Try and save every drop I have from my swimming pool and if possible for my outdoor use. And Sousa says that could get expensive. I will have to use um, water from my allotment or perhaps in, in, incur some penalties. Meanwhile, Ron Johnson, general manager of the Marin Water Department, is hoping that the strictest conservation measures taken so far in the Bay Area will be enough. This will allow us to get through not only this year but have 
some reserves for the next year should it be dry also. Drought Watch, Chris Cutter, KCBS News Radio. Maybe you remember when gasoline costs, say, 29 cents a gallon, about 20 years ago. Then you got in your car and you drove. You could waste gas. Who cared? It was so cheap. Maybe, too, you remember that. Rain. Reservoirs are at historic low levels, and water is becoming like gas, not something you can waste. Four years of drought have made many of us water conscious. Many of us have been on rationing for some time, but it's about to get even worse. For the record, then, here's what it takes to do the things that we all have to do so you can decide how you might want to ration out your allotment. A 10-minute shower can use 50 gallons of water. That's the entire daily allotment in much of Marin County. Shorter ones, 25. Use a low-flow shower head, cut that to 14 gallons. If you wet down, rinse off, you'll only be using 4 gallons. Every toilet flush costs you 5 to 7 gallons. Displacement bag in the tank can save you a couple gallons each time. Keep the tap running when you brush your teeth, it'll cost you 10 gallons. But if you turn it off and you rinse, that uses less than half. Run the tap while you're shaving, 20 gallons. But if you fill the basin and then you turn off the water and kind of stir the razor around to wash off the shaving cream, that's only one gallon. Wash your clothes in a washing machine at the full cycle, top water level, 35 gallons. Use the short cycle, 11 gallons. Water your lawn? Forget it. Don't even think about it. Outdoor hoses use 10 gallons a minute, and most experts say lawns will most likely be a luxury in the Bay Area. The good news is that you can put that lawnmower away for the time being. And that is about the only good news to come out of the drought. The rest of the year, we are all likely to pick and choose which of the aforementioned hygiene activities we will do each day while we all pray for rain. Drought Watch. I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. find birds hanging around William Woodworth's home in Pacific Grove, outside Carmel. He always has a drink of water for them. And when he waters his lawn, you can't get mad at him. And inside, flush away. It's not that he's excessive. Check his water bill. Last month, I uh, see 30, 36 for the two of us. So it's about 18 gallons uh, a piece per day. And that was, uh, we had some guests at that time, too. How does he do it? 73-year-old Woody Woodworth has his own water supply from the heavens above. The entire perimeter of his 1,200-square-foot home is lined with rain gutters, which he collects and saves through the year. Well, I have about, uh, have about 10 fixed tanks and about, uh, about three or four overflows. Woody Woodworth, a retired Air Force meteorologist, has been collecting water at his home the past 14 years. Yeah, I try to gather uh, at least 5,000 gallons on the... Uh, on the uh, roof, even under under dark conditions and in heavier conditions, I'm going to get uh, four or five times that. Which could get him through the dry period. Even in this fifth year of drought, he figures those tanks will last him through the summer. It takes only one or two good storms to fill his tanks. I use it for uh, for my landscaping when I uh, they get the first priority, and 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 the toilets and. Uh, I would wash the car with it. Woodworth has helped many of the more than 100 people on the Monterey Peninsula who have set up similar cistern systems around their home. 
Not all water officials like the idea. They fear contamination in the runoff water could pose a problem, but Woolworth says that doesn't matter for outside use. He is the champion of a simple idea used in primitive cultures whose time may have come again. I'm fully convinced, at least on a coaster, we should be net exporters of water into the interior, not net users. Governor Wilson is talking about setting up a water bank. Woody Woodworth has had an individual account for years. Drought Watch. I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. At the Cottage Cafe, even before they ask you... Can I take your order? They pour you a big glass of water, even if you don't want one. Dan Kelly comes in for ham and eggs after his shower, which he takes until the hot water runs out. I enjoy a long shower every morning. It's wonderful. And Chris Seed may come in for biscuits and gravy after a morning working on her plush landscaping. I have rose bushes and several huge lawns. And so I, they're on automatic, and I just let it go. Where do these people live? The rainforest? No, they live in Chico. Chico, California, that drought-stricken state. Not all of California is in such bad shape. I don't know of anybody that's probably that, that, you know, that has any more of a secure system of supply than we do at the present time. And that makes Paris Moore, district manager of the California Water Service Company and in charge of Chico's water, one content man. Chico is going through the drought like the rest of us. The Big Chico Creek is nothing like it normally is. But Chico, like a handful of other cities in the state, benefits from the luck of geology. 65 wells around the city can each pump out of the ground more than 550 gallons of water every minute, and the water is there. Chico, in the north-central part of California, sits on top of the Sacramento Valley Aquifer. Trillions of gallons of water sitting beneath the ground throughout the area. But without more rain, that groundwater will eventually dry up. So there are conservation moves. At Cal State Chico, university gardeners are watching their water use. What we'll do is mostly keep it to as much native things as we can and trying to actually save a lot of things by not watering. David Wiley and many others are responsible water users in Chico. The water district is pushing conservation and use is down 6% the past five years. Compared to the rest of the state, though, Chico is virtually swimming in water these days. But it's not flaunting it. Drought Watch, I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. The world headquarters of Chevron Oil Company. Three financial district office towers with 206 bathrooms accommodating 3,500 employees. Now, if each employee flushes the toilet twice a day, they'll use an estimated 8,400,000 gallons of water a year. And that's a concern for Chevron Operations and Maintenance Supervisor Louis Bauman. He's under orders to hold water consumption in the buildings to between 40 and 45 percent of 1987 levels. Will you put limits on flushes? I doubt that we're going to get to that point. Uh, we may look at some of the equipment to determine whether or not we could spend a little money to perhaps get uh, less water going down uh, the unit uh, and still be able to take care of what we're supposed to take care of. Chevron maintenance people have posted stickers above the sinks in the bathrooms that say, help conserve water, every drop is precious. That's part of the effort to get office personnel thinking about conservation. I was even thinking that we may set up some kind of incentive program for people to come in with recommendations and uh, award prizes, whatever. Up here on the roof, Chevron engineers have upgraded the building's cooling system to make it more water efficient. Over the past few years, they've spent about $10,000 on this, and they figure they're saving about a million gallons of water a year. 
Wastewater from those rooftop cooling towers was recycled into the decorative fountain in the Chevron Garden along Market Street. But wait, Chevron's keeping a garden in the middle of a drought? I guess it's kind of an escape from the hard surfaces of the high-rise buildings uh, and whatnot. We do everything imaginable to keep it here. And facility manager Rich Nielsen says that has meant a switch to low-water plants. Property managers and chief engineers at several downtown buildings have formed a water task force to brainstorm new ideas. But with stricter rationing arriving April 1st in San Francisco, Bauman and others say they're relying mostly on employee cooperation so as not to exceed water allotments. It's going to be interesting. Drought Watch, Paula Drake, KCBS News Radio. Dave Montalvo is a busy man. Getting about uh, 30 to 40 calls a day. His Montalvo well drilling company could put in two wells a day for the rest of the year, mostly on wealthy spreads in the hills above the Santa Clara Valley. It's not cheap. Say anywhere from thirteen dollars to $15,000 for a water system to keep all of their landscaping alive. I mean, it's, it's worth it to them. That is about how much it costs? It's an, that's about an average. Uh -huh. yeah for a complete system, electrical hookup and plumbing and everything. He admits it bothers him that some of those landowners seem to be ignoring the drought with his business. I, I know of customers that just went in and put, you know, uh, a lawn the size of a football field around their house, and it was put in last year, and that was our fourth year of drought. Now, you know, um, that's kind of upsetting to me, but, you know, I'm certainly um, not going to refuse to take their dollar. And he is making some of those dollars. I will uh, hopefully be able to retire after this year. And now to the backyard of Joe and Hap Backy. They are retired now, but when they got their first water bill nearly 40 years ago, I said, I'm going to have my husband build a well, dig a well. So that night, when he come home after this big water bill for just watering a front lawn at that time, I told him, and he says, okay. Uh, 1953 with a post hole digger, and I just extended the post hole digger with pipe and so I reached the depth I wanted to dig, you know, I went down 72 feet. And it has been pumping out crystal clear underground water every day since, watering several generations of fruits and vegetables. All of the fruit trees, the orange trees, the lemon trees, the nectarine, the apple, tangelo. Getting your own water out of the ground. Drought Watch. Jim Taylor, KCBS News Radio. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.